You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Yeah. What the fuck is this? That's the one. The sports as they are played Many a wager into That's going to be 3 and 0 for me this week, baby Vegas Paul Everyone's hoping The team will win tonight When will our trash teams get it right? Get it right The and Beers and Record on New Sportscast Yeah Well, you know we're going to circle the wagons. DJ and TM drunk on the big sportscast. I'm drunk. Yeah. We're going to talk some shit and you can too. Are you fucking kidding me? Just dial 708 316-8822. take her on the show. Let's smash some beers and go. Yes. Welcome, everybody, to the Binge Sportscast. It's a special week, everybody. It is Pro Bowl week. Woo! No. All right. Um, I'm yeah. PJ, and as always, joined by my main man, TM. TM, what's going on, buddy? Oh, what's going on is this, sir? Oh, oh. the sweet sound of cracking a hop slam. My first official beverage since December 31st. That too was a hop slam. Now, TM, before you partake, there's a third voice on this show, everybody, tonight. Please welcome our third co-host, as always, Mr. Jack Valley. Sad day, gentlemen. Sad day. Oh boy. Oh boy. We had to bring him on. <laughs> had to bring him on. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, it's just uh it's a real shame what's uh what's going on down in Miami, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well let's say that for later. Let's say that for later. Yeah. <laughs> uh how's everybody doing tonight? Excellent. Good. Very good, man. Just had Very a sip of my hops. I'm freaking thrilled. Mm. You know, bourbon on bourbon on rock here. Very excited. It's been a while. Very nice. Very nice. Well, it's February, right, TM? So we're uh, we're beyond our uh, you know January challenge, right? Right. So yeah, uh, I'd like to say um, I've I've accomplished something in my life uh, equal or surpassing in um, uh, achievement to your uh, Jack Attack Tuesday three hundred sixty five days. I feel like I, I put right. in I put in a, more of a commitment if you will. <laughs> <laughs> all right man it's <laughs> cool it's cool uh you know take it take it take it down a notch we're all we're all friends here you know it's good <laughs> i'm gonna make it through <laughs> all right anyway so jack um so tom brady retirement uh 
Instagram slash Twitter post. Um, this how I found out about him officially retiring is with a text message to one of my sports groups, and it says it's a screenshot of the front page of his five, you know, scrolling bullshit, and it says didn't mention the Patriots once. What the fuck? How could he not? Now I'm sorry. It is now twelve hours since that text. And I still am not bothered by the fact that he didn't mention the Patriots. As a Pats fan, I want to hear your react, your response to that. Um, all right. So, you know, first read it this morning and I was like, huh, that's weird. And then, of course, it becomes, you know, it's a fucking 24-hour news cycle. So every goddamn podcast had to mention it, every show, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, look, he said what he had to say two years ago when he, when he left the team. And... I think that Brady at this point is somebody who has a whole team behind him when it comes to his social media presence. I think he does things with a lot of intention. And about two hours ago, Patriots.com released a uh, like a like, you know like a two minute highlight video of Brady and uh, you know his history with the team, and it had a new TB12 logo that has never been seen before. Now I'm not going to make assumptions here, but. He didn't mention the Pats at all in the Instagram post. There's a new TB12 logo that the Patriots.com put out. It kind of suggests to me that there's probably something else in the works, and mm. I'm not that worried about it, honestly. I, I don't know. A lot of people overreacting, but I, I cannot imagine. I mean, look, I never thought he'd play for another team. I've been wrong before. I'm not saying one thing over another here, but... I can't imagine that he's going to not retire a Patriot out of just respect for Robert Kraft and 18 years of his life in New England. You know, I just, I don't, I, that would just be really fucking strange if that happened. Of course. So no, no, of course. I think, I think everybody should just calm down. The man is on vacation. I don't think that he wanted to announce this this week. I, you know, I think if he had it his way, he would have said something after the Super Bowl, but you know. Schefter and everybody else kind of let the cat out of the bag. So maybe he was thinking, let's just let the story have its cycle before the actual week's worth of coverage starts. Um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. So Now, Jack, where does does Tom Brady still hold some residence in the New England area that you know of? Like, is his family there? I don't actually know. Or if they're in L.A. or where the hell they are. I believe that one of his sisters lives around here still. I it was whichever one was married to Kevin Euclid. I don't know which of the three that is, but I, I do think that he has some family out here. I, I want to say his first kid's uh, mother, Bridget Bridget Monahan, Moynihan, yeah. whatever. Yep, yep. I think she might live on the East Coast, but I, I couldn't tell you if it's boston area or not it might be connecticut or something that's not east coast but you get the idea on the east side of the country well i um and the reason i asked is like i just wonder if there is any like with that what you're saying this is the first time hearing about the new england uh the patriots website is is there any inclination that he is gonna have some some sort of role with the patriots or you just think it's a retirement type of thing that they're prepping for for next season. So the post game a- after the Bucks uh, game week four this year, um, after the game he said like you know he was glad to get the get that off his back and then 
you know, that the fans will see him around. He'll be around once he's retired. He'll be involved and stuff. So uh, there's just no way. I mean, it. you know, I, I have to assume there, he's going to retire. A pa- I mean, I hope he retires a Patriot. That'd be really fucked up if he didn't. But who knows? Yeah. Um, you, yeah, I mean, he's, he's he single-handedly, like, made the franchise. You know, and it, it's it's like you can't – I don't know. I, I think people are making too big a deal out of uh, – out of something that he might have sent from his phone in fucking Costa Rica right now. You know, it's like, everybody should calm down a little bit, I think. But maybe that's just me. So, Well, I'm certainly lean. Uh, that's interesting about that NewEnglandPatriots.com drop. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think TB12 is going to be a huge thing um, after he finishes playing. But now some players have, have uh, you know, like been signed for a one-day contract to a team and then retired as that, I mean, he might do that with New England. I mean, my whole yeah. response to this thing all day has been, look, he didn't have to friggin' say anything. He said, like you said, Jack, he said what he said when he left two years ago. His whole his whole Hall of Fame speech is going to be New England. You know, he's going to get his number retired at, at the stadium. All that stuff is going to go down, and that's all going to be New England. I mean, you don't retire his number in Tampa. He doesn't go into the Hall of Fame with the Tampa. I don't know how they even do NFL, but you know, come on. I mean, let's be. If like you said, how far? I mean, that would be a, a whole show for us if he was to friggin' go in as a buck. Yeah, so, and I wouldn't be here. So. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, yeah. I think he's doing a. I think he's doing a smart thing by not by calling it quits now. I think I think it was the right move. No, yeah. Like, I mean, like what what more can you do? Do you guys yeah, remember right. what Peyton did when he um, got inducted into the hall? And I don't even know where he ended up retiring mm. and all that. All I remember is the I fake know. bust of the with his forehead, like nine inches tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the only thing I can tell you for certain <laughs> when it comes to Peyton Manning is that he spends a hell of a lot more time in Denver than he does with the pathetic trash franchise that is the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe their drug dealer owner. Uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, he's definitely way more involved in Denver than Indianapolis, and I don't. I, I, I honestly don't know his Hall of Fame status either way. I'm hoping that uh, Stephen Ross loses his job and the Mannings or the or the Bradys buy the Dolphins. To be honest with you, that would be pretty nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> pipe dream, pipe dreams. Yeah. Well, that's been a lot of a lot of the talk today too. Is that like Manning and the Manning family have for a long time been talking about NFL team ownership? Yes, they've been gearing up to do that, and then now. Some are speculating that Brady may be trying to do something similar because of, you know, just his competitive nature. But again, there's like so much speculation over a ton of bullshit and nobody knows anything. So, yeah, it's if you could, PJ, did you just send the fucking helmet? (laughs) Good. Thank you, because it's going in the article. I was just about to search it. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So great. Uh, But yeah, it's um. Yeah, I don't it's it's the weird thing is and and with with Peyton, you know, he won equal Super Bowls, you know, obviously was with the Colts for a lot longer. But with Brady, I mean, I think he will forever be affiliated with the Patriots. It's not, you know, just cuz he won them a Super Bowl or won uh Tampa a Super Bowl, I don't think is going to change that. At least in my mind, and I would assume most people's minds. 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing that the, his last Super Bowl win did, I mean, in my opinion, is it just kind of put, like, another 10 feet between him and whoever else is going to try to squash any of his records in the future. You know, it's, it's I don't know. The achievement is all on, on, on the Pat's side, and, mm. you know, they had a couple of great seasons in Tampa Bay, but it's over now, and I can go back to being a Brady fan, so I like that. <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. It's a big thing. You know what's funny about that, PJ, is that after he left New England, you and I became Brady fans, and now that he's leaving Tampa, Jack is going back to be one. So it's like, uh, it's like the whole world loved him when he wasn't a Patriot, except for the Patriot fans. Now he's just gonna go back to his family. Oh no, I mean, dude, everybody, I'm like the outlier amongst family and friends, and, and especially family. God, everybody fucking loves. Uh, Brady and and you know everybody in my family, especially the women, which is kind of funny, tells you exactly what they're thinking here. But um, you know they're all just like, oh, that Belichick, such an asshole, pushed Brady out the door. I I'm a Brady fan. I love the Buccaneers now. Blah blah blah. Just so much bullshit. It's like, <laughs> all right, fucking you people. God damn it. No loyalty. No fucking loyalty with any of you. God damn it. But... Well, uh, you know it's a. Uh, I think it'll be. It'd be good for everybody to get Brady out. And now if we can just get uh, Aaron Rodgers out of here, I'll be a happy man. Mm. Happy man. There you go. Dave's got to be coming soon. I mean, you know, uh, just going to knock knows. out his other toe. Yeah, lots of lots of speculation going around that. But I guess, TM, with that and, and Jack, that kind of leads us to the next or the other um, oh. news story of the day. Um Podcast, sportscast favorite, Brian Flores, everybody, is uh, going on a warpath, if you will. <laughs> um, news broke today. What time was this today? He's, he's, he's angry. Yeah. Yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah, it broke like 3.30 this afternoon, right? 3, 3.30, mm-hmm. 4 o'clock. Yeah, so Brian Flores, ex-Miami uh, Dolphins coach, TM's boy, um, has now has, has filed a lawsuit against the NFL and the New York Giants, um, essentially claiming racist hiring practices and doing something I think that a lot of people have thought was uh, pretty shady business in general in the NFL with the Rooney Rule um, over the last you know couple decades whenever the Rooney Rule came into play, um, but. What do you guys think about this, TM? I mean, do you, do you, I don't want to say side with him, but like, I guess, what are your first thoughts on hearing about this? Uh, well, I, I feel like that there's, there could, there's some evidence, you know, to support his uh, argument, if you will, instead of just, you know, it's not just crying racism at this at, uh, is what I think. I think there seems to be some legitimacy to his claims, depending on how you interpret this and that. And, you know, every hiring process for each team that goes through it is different. I would think everyone's got their own way of doing things. Um, just being in the local market here, though, with the whole Giants thing, like, uh, yeah, he's a Brooklyn guy, but why wouldn't the... I mean, I, I think their hire makes sense. It's a guy coming from Buffalo, bringing in Dable, who was like the hot candidate, and they worked alongside each other for four years or whatever. And um, 
if Flores is upset and he feels he has a right to be, okay, and here we go. But like you said, this does seem to come up all the time, every year, honestly, when because since the Rooney Rule was put into effect, it's a topic of conversation at this time of the year, every year. But my problem with all of this is the shit stirring up from my organization because of it. And I think I said this last week on the show, I am now sick and done with talking about my team, my organization. It's, I hate this shit. Like, I went through this forever with the Mets and the Wilpons. They're gone. And now Stephen Ross and just this mess that is the Dolphins. And we don't even have a coach. And uh, so from my perspective, I'm, I'm more upset about just my team getting smeared through the dirt and the fact that this is going to be the story on Radio Row for the entire fucking week leading up to the Super Bowl for Media Week. It's just like, oh, God almighty. Right. And for those who didn't hear it, so that came, what came out of this, and I don't, I don't know exactly how this leaked, um, if it was part of the Yeah, it's, it's, it's part it seems of the like lawsuit it doesn't have... It's, right. It's, it's something separate, but got leaked that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, either texted or, or there's documentation somewhere that Stephen Ross told Brian Flores that he would pay him $100,000 for every loss. And this was what, in 2020? That this would be this 2019 season. So that they could get better draft picks. And, and Jack, you brought up a good point. Um, what did you say about what you're hearing about this and why it's such a big deal? Yeah. So, again, and we're going off of, like, what we're seeing online. So there's a lot of conjecture. I don't know if this is sure. true or not, but there yep. was a tweet by this guy at JJ Jones 9 I don't know who this is, uh, but – it says Stephen Ross was reported in November 2019 to have invested into a sports gambling startup as part of a $17.5 million fundraising round. Provides a link to the, the details on that. Then it says if an NFL team owner is investing in sports gambling while incentivizing his head coach to lose games, that's a gigantic issue. And uh, yeah, that would be uh, just just criminal right there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not I'm, even. Uh, yeah, essentially. Know. Get him out. Yeah. Get him out. Maybe, Get him yeah. out. <laughs> TM seeing like halos, like the 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 glow in the clouds, like ah, Stephen Ross. Yeah, is you know? this? <laughs> Get this old white is guy this out it? of here. Oh my god! I mean, please. look at this. Shit. Okay, so here's another tweet for you, and this has the actual lawsuit in it, where the Belichick text messages are, which is a funny detail of all this. But it says Flores filed the suit at the start of Black History Month opened it with an MLK quote, then name-dropped Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, Frederick Douglass, Jackie Robinson, and Mamie Till. That's fucking crazy. (laughs) The balls on this guy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He must... You know, this... this, Honestly, everything that's happening with this, it just... Who's his his attorney? Jackie Childs? (laughs) But but it just screams, let me make as much noise as possible to force the NFL to settle. Like, this is just nuts. This is a crazy afternoon's worth of shit, man. Well, I think the interesting part is kind of what TM had brought up earlier, where this has been something that's been going on for a long time. And it, it just has been kind of swept under the rug, right? I mean, you always hear about, there's always the minority coach who makes the rounds, right? He gets five of the interviews of the seven opening, you know, like 
Uh, Jim Caldwell, for instance, you know, only the Lions would actually hire him, even though he may or may not be qualified. Anyway, but there's always that coach that goes around who he was isn't... too qualified. That's why they fired him. That's ex- exactly. But <laughs> we got to get this. We're going to start winning. We got to get this guy out of here. Get him out of here. The, uh, the, the interesting part on that, though, TM, is if and I'm going to read a quote from the lawsuit from Flores and why this is I think a bigger deal than than what we've seen in the past. So he says, says, in a statement released by the law firm representing him, Flores said, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football, but the need for change is bigger than my personal goal, goals. In making the decision to file the class action uh, complaint today, I understand that I may be risking coaching the game that I love and that has done, and that has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is that by standing up against the against systemat, yeah, systemic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure a positive change uh, is made for generations to come. So, the the big thing there is, I mean, yeah, he is essentially risking. Uh, another career. head coaching job in the future, uh, uh, any position in the future. I mean, it's similar to the Kaepernick, you know, situation in a, in a more, I guess, uh, I don't know, professional level. I, I, I don't know if I want to say that, but whatever. Um, but just going down this road, I mean, he is writing his own obituary, really. And it's unfortunate, right? right. you yeah. know? Yeah. But I think so, it goes it, to point it, out how serious he too. is. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, PJ. Um, I actually found that the NFL's like uh, PR rebuttal to that direct statement is kind of interesting. So this is NFL statement on Brian Flores' suit. The NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable opportunities throughout our organizations. Diversity is core to everything we do, and there are a few issues on which our clubs and our internal leadership team spend more time. We will defend against these claims, which are without merit. That's very pointed language, saying that the claims are without merit. But the NFL has incredible lawyers, so I have to assume that legally they must think that they have a a case or a uh, perspective there, right? Because they wouldn't put that in a statement like this without... Yeah. Yeah. Usually having some truth, right? Right. Yeah. If there's truth to any of this, it's always, you know, we will get to the bottom of this. You know, we don't stand for that. And and they kind of say that, but then yeah, coming out and just saying there's no truth to this. And then as you mentioned, Jack, we get, or maybe TM, you mentioned that we get these tweets from between Bill Belichick and Brian Flores and I was just reading these like at eight o'clock tonight. So I don't know if either of you guys have those, but essentially Belichick was texting Flores thinking that he's dabble. Yeah. Um, yes, that is, ex- that's ridiculous. It's essentially congratulating what are we, him. What are we, right? Teenagers. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Congratulating dabble. And that that's where this, uh, this, the, the reason why they are, the claim, or I'm sorry, the uh, the suit is against the Giants as well. Is that Flores had dinner plans or had dinner, like a dinner sit down interview, if you will, with the new Giants GM, and Brian Dabble was already locked in as as the new coach, and that's kind of where this all 
started. So, so just just to throw a little more gas on this fire, right? Yeah. Another one of the things that I guess has been um, not debunked but challenged in the initial court ruling. So, what is it? Item twenty one in this document. It says, uh, incredibly, this was not Mr. Flores' first uh, first sham interview that was held in an effort to comply with the Rooney Rule. Indeed, in 2019, Mr. Flores was scheduled to interview with the Denver Broncos. However, the Broncos' then-general manager, John Elway, President and Chief Executive Officer Joe Ellis and others, showed up an hour late to the interview. They looked completely disheveled, and it was obvious they had been drinking heavily the night before. It was clear from the substance of the interview that Mr. Flores was interviewed only because of the Rooney Rule, and that the Broncos never had any intention to consider him as a legitimate candidate for the job. Shortly thereafter, Vic Fangio, a white man, was hired to be the head of coach of the Broncos. <laughs> so, so the Broncos' counter statement to this is the allegations from Brian Flores directed toward the Denver Broncos in today's court filing are blatantly false. The Broncos said, Our interview with Mr. Flores regarding our head coaching position began promptly at the scheduled time of 7.30 a.m. on January 5th, 2019 in a Providence, Rhode Island hotel. There were five Broncos executives present for the interview, which lasted approximately three and a half hours, the fully allotted time, and concluded shortly before 11 a.m. So, I, this is just, like, delicious. Oh, it's... <laughs> this, it doesn't get more soap opery than than this bullshit, but... Uh, yeah, wild story. Well, it's, you know, and it goes back to, I mean, you hear, and, and this happened with, like, the Lions when they hired Matt Patricia. Like, there was no secret who the Lions were hiring, right? Right. And and they, and I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, I think they hired, I think at that time, uh, our defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin, or, uh, I think that's who it was um, interviewed and, you know, met the Rooney rule. And then it was like, okay, we're good now. Let's, you know, we got Patricia. We got to just got to wait for them to either make it to the Super Bowl or, you know, the, the bye week, you know, this week essentially. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. It seems like more and more qualified candidates are getting jobs. Like minority candidates are getting jobs. I don't know that forcing teams to do it is the answer, but I don't know how you how you change, uh, you know, based on a, a league f- full of rich white old dudes running it. <laughs> so yeah, good point. It, it's but so, uh, it's so tough too because like Vic Fangio, that's kind of a t- yes, okay. In hindsight, Vic Fangio didn't get them very far, but like. You're talking about one of the best defensive minds of the past 30 years in the sport. So quantifying him down to saying, like, you know, this guy, a white man, got hired. It's like, well, I understand the point that you're making, but you're kind of discounting, like, football acumen and right. and, and some other things, too. So I don't, I don't know how strong of an argument that is. Like, who are, who are Flores' lawyers here? And maybe – but maybe that's, that's – but Flores is – his one standing – they, or the, the biggest point that he stands on right now is that he is probably the most one of I mean, one of the most qualified candidates. And if he's mm-hmm. not even getting a fair shake, then you got to wonder, right? Sure, sure. Oh, and, I mean, right now he's definitely got the argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah P, okay, first of all, 
uh, to pile on to that point, which is absolutely, I think, correct, the guy was fired from a situation that he should not have been fired from. And I think that is where the anger inside of him began, obviously. And it, and then it, then he goes through the hiring process and see, and is not pleased with the way that it's gone and feels he's not going to get one of these jobs because he wanted the Giants job. Dable got the Giants job. Uh, now Harbaugh is apparently coming out of fucking Michigan. PJ will talk about that to either go to Minnesota or Miami, although I think Miami's off the table there. And the only jobs left are Jacksonville, which is probably going to be a black man, Houston, who the hell wants to go there? And I forget the other open job, but, but just, you know, being the like, point being made, um, he <clears throat> is throwing his whole career on the line, like you said, PJ, because... Of anger, I think. I think well, it's stemming from getting fired from that job, man. I mean, and it's fucked up. And as a fan of that team, I'll tell you today, like three, four weeks later, I'm kind of not over it. Like, I'm still pissed off at that decision. So imagine the man that it actually happened to, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and you're sitting there so that's, without a coach still. And now a, an owner who's getting rung, you know, Ooh, the ringer. Dan, step up, Dan. Buy that team, baby. You could still get a ring as an owner. What is he? He could get a ring as a president, too. We're never getting a ring. I can't tell you guys how, like, just, just done with football and the Dolphins I honestly am today. Like, after this, this is just, like, the straw after the Flores firing and now all this stuff. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to analyze this. I don't want to hear about it. It's ruining Super Bowl week for me already. It's and Pro Bowl <clears> week. I get it straight. Let's go. You're right. Pro Bowl <laughs> week. It's ruined. Well, pro, no, no. Pro Bowl, pro Bowl week is ruined, PJ. Now it's already ruining next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm looking, I'm looking in the future. By the way, I'm about – let's talk about – I'm about a quarter through this hop slam. I think I'm drunk already. I was going to get a hop slam <laughs> check. Hop slam check, TM. How are you feeling? Pretty, I feel fucking great, bro. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. But, yeah, so look. I, I'm I'm um, trying to move on from this conversation right now. Just be, and you know what? Let's sum up the whole first segment of this show pretty simply here. Tom, we found out this morning Tom Brady's retiring, and by three o'clock in the afternoon, nobody's talking about that anymore. <laughs> that's fucked. That's fucked up. Yeah, it really is. Now, in yeah. fairness, we thought he retired. Three days ago, because Gis- yeah, okay. Giselle was sitting there. That's my favorite meme: is Giselle texting like, "Hey, Adam, it's Tom, right? You know, yeah. I'm retiring because <laughs> because Tom Brady came out and said, you know, that he's got to think about his family and all that." So, we'll uh, we'll I guess expand on uh, both of those topics if anything comes more of uh, them. And you know, a lawsuit is is no joke. It's not just some Twitter claim or some you know disgruntled unqualified guy i mean and that's why that makes this real yeah to take it to this level it's this is this is real life and it's uh it's very unfortunate but 
we're here, you, you know, we, we get together every week to talk about the sport and stuff. And when it's off the field stuff, it really starts to get to me. And now it's my team and it's not a good topic. And this whole thing is a mess. Um, Jack, you had said that your fantasy chats and all that stuff, you've got like details and stuff from the internet for days. Are, are there memes on this or are people staying away from that right now? Um, I mean, people aren't joking about this, or are they joking about the texts and stuff? Or, oh, I mean, in my groups, yeah, I mean, it's, there's tons of no, I just want to know if it's out there. I've stayed, I've stayed away. I, I have not gone to social media since this broke. I was just like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do this right now. Yeah, I, I, I haven't had enough time to like look to see uh memes for, for this. shit. Um, I'm sure that you know, give, okay. it, give it more than 12 hours, and oh. we'll see. <laughs> I want to I want to read a quick uh, so Chad C was the one who first like tuned me into all this nonsense going on. I just want to read a funny uh, text from him. He was like commenting on the article he sent me, which basically broke all the details and everything. It's one bubble is Elway has also been hung over since he retired. That shouldn't be news. <laughs> well, I mean. If there's anybody that you should feel, I don't know, maybe a little bit bad for in all of this, um, you could have a little sympathy for Ben Roethlisberger just just timing his retirement very poorly because <laughs> five years from now, uh, it's it's going to be Tom Brady week when when you know he's getting inducted into the hall. Of course, you know Ben Roethlisberger could be inducted for all kinds of other things and you know that up, famous upper body strength that he has. So I don't know, maybe he'll find a niche somewhere else, but. <laughs> Yeah, this is, uh, I think, uh, as short as Brady's retirement announcement was today, TM, Roethlisberger's was shorter. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on yeah. to something more entertaining, and uh, let's, uh, let's move on to a little NFL MLB talks season. of the uh, negotiations, right? Yeah. yeah, you know it. <laughs> we'll talk about the NFL postseason for the Lombard. So as we've been doing the last uh, four weeks, actually, I mean, really all season, we let you guys kind of drive the show with the BSVs talking about the games. We only had two of them, but TM, Jack, you guys have any initial thoughts on this weekend's games? Anything you guys want to discuss prior to getting into sucks. this? Mahomes fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... Uh... 
Yeah. He what fucking fuck? cho- Mahomes fucking choked. Terribly. So I'm terribly. sorry. He was fucking terrible. I never saw Dude, the Olympics are about to start, and we won't see as many fucking figure eights as we watched him run in that backfield to, for, no, for nothing, for nothing gained. He never ran a fucking ball. He never ran the ball out of the pocket until the final drive. Like, so, get out of my face. Get out of my face. Mahomes correct me if face. I'm wrong. His cap number goes up to like $30 million next year, doesn't it? Well, it's got to be more than that, right? Ah, it might be, yeah. Um. So good. The window that's is all good to for close. all of us because we're not. Yeah, that's good for all of us. Right, right. Like at a certain point, you know, you can only get away with this shit for so long. But man, four AFC Championship games, and you only got one trophy out of that. That I don't know. I don't know. That's that's not not great odds, Bob. Well, Jack, how about four AFC Championship wins? And no Super Bowl win. Oh, did I? Well, I mean, that, that would be worse, especially Salt. if they're all in a row. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I'm <gonna> tell you. <laughs> Always something to hang your hat on in the AFC East, my friend. <laughs> That's right. 35 That's for me. That's for me. $35 million next year, Jack. Woof. Next year, next year, Holy Jesus. Next year is the big year. <laughs> next year is $46 million cap hit. Oh my God! Oh boy! Holy shit! Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, PJ, yeah. PJ, yeah, it's time for a hop slam update. Oh, hop slam update, TM. Hop slam update. I've gone rogue on the gambling app. I have wagered two wagers for the 10 p.m. New York. Uh, New, excuse me. Excuse me. Brooklyn Nets tip off. Kyrie over 25 and a half. Kyrie over two and a half three pointers. Let's go. Live commentary. Nets at Suns coming up 10 minutes. All right. Back to football. Kyrie's playing now? Do you get vaccinated? Yeah, he plays only road games. Nope. He only plays road games in cities that allow you to be non vaccinated. Awesome. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm really happy. I don't know what to slam right now. (laughs) There it is. Stop being assholes. You're yes, Jack. What I just <laughs> all right. So I don't yes, know anything Jack, about what the I NBA. just what I just yeah. said is true. But let, well, let's talk about this later because I'm going to be screaming about that man for the rest right. of the show. So yeah, right. let's no, stick, Ky- stick to Kyrie where we are is right one now. of the few people that does not that he's the anti-vaxer who does doesn't want to or hasn't gotten vaccinated, so he can't play in New York, can't play at their okay. home stadium. Correct, TM. I mean, that's essentially <laughs> yes, correct. And so, and so then Jack, he, he wasn't he wasn't active for yeah, the was, first forty or so games of the season, but then he's now active with the team to play only road games. Convenient, <laughs> only, which, only conv- NBA, which convenient, right? right, right, which conveniently started. A, he conveniently came back to start playing just a week prior to Kevin Durant's like six week injury. So it's amazing how this team just rolls these guys on and off the court. Yes. It's, it's that's hilarious. Hey, the PJ don't knock, don't knock the NBA. I, th- I believe that their minority head coaching percentage is like upwards of 60%, 70% oh, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm going to have to you know, deep dive that later. That's wild. I had no idea that was going on. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right, so um, I don't know. Where, where Chad called Chad called to tell me that I'm an idiot because 
I'm mad that Joe Burrow's in the Super Bowl. I know that's coming up. And then is going to have something to say. And I expect a call from Pat Lear, but not Brendan. And uh, I would know, have no idea. Who I don't know. We got four. We got four today. So I know. I, know, I don't know. What, I don't have a fourth guess. Right. Unless it's Jack. Well, I guess we're going to hmm. find out. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe we'll see. Um, we'll but see. if you guys want to call in, uh, 708-316-8822. And uh, all of these came in uh, in the last couple Let's days, after today. Sunday. So, All right, here we go. Hello there, sportscast. It's your homeboy, Art. Art! And I am not oh! calling for the I'm calling for the fantastic week of pretty much the whole playoffs of fucking football. Dude, it's an awesome. I'm, I'm a half-ass 49er fan. I'm a little bummed out, but I'm not surprised. We all knew Jimmy G just couldn't get it done. He came out win you a game, but I'm not calling for that bullshit. I'm calling for some just some thoughts I have. Obviously, the fucking Chiefs choked yet again, uh, and uh, I'm starting to see, like I said, I was a half-assed for Niners fans. I'm starting to see a lot of parallels with not to only the Chiefs, but from the 2010s uh, Seattle Seahawks. Great, fantastic, dynamic quarterback with an old-ass coach, uh, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll. I'm starting to see a lot of parallels with the Chiefs and Mahomes. So I'm curious if you think, I'm not saying that this is the end of the Mahomes era or he can't win again, but I, I don't think the Seahawks, as much as I fucking hate that team, uh, fulfilled the potential they had at the time. They were fucking a monster. They had the Legion of Boom. They had all, Marshawn Lynch. I mean, they had all these offensive weapons. And for all uh, said and done, all they had was two Super Bowl appearances, one win, and that – fucking monumental loss to the fucking Patriots. So curious, what do you guys think about that? Uh, should they be worried? Andy Reid is, I believe, 68. So, uh, like I said, there's a lot of parallels there, dude, and uh, now it's in their head. They're not invincible. Uh, other than that, I'll, I, I, the other question I had is for fucking PJ. How does it feel? Not, not, I'm not rubbing this in. I'm just saying Matthew Stafford has the goods. He's going to be a Super Bowl quarterback. And what are your thoughts on that, on obviously the fucking Lions? Is it just the organization? Is yes. Is it uh, coaching? Or what do you think? I'm glad you guys have been doing great. Love the show. Keep it up. Uh, take care. Later. Art. Well, I guess that's why they call it MMA. Time on your back should be time spent with dudes. All right. That's all we need to do. He didn't talk MMA tonight. Oh, PJ, Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford. I told you guys he was Super get it done. Bowl quarterback. NFC Ugh. champion. Matthew motherfucking Stafford. You know, and I'd love to come on here and just be like, yeah, you know, like, you know, his team won it for him. I mean, the guy's fucking been playing out of his ass. I mean, he's been playing so good. <laughs> I, and like getting his ass kicked too. Like their offensive line is like not good right now they're fine but he's getting beat up and and i was it i don't know jack or tm whichever one of you guys said mahomes doing figure eights i tell you stafford's time with the lions has taught him how to be a pocket passer you know he doesn't he doesn't bail early he stands in there he's he's fucking throwing dimes while hitting his hand on helmets whereas mahomes Mm -hmm. looks like you know if he doesn't have a 12-foot circle around him or he's not scrambling to the right, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. You know, I, I just want to 
say something to that. The Bills-Chiefs game, I feel like in my memory, and I actually went back and watched some of the uh, second half like in the, and the two minutes and stuff. I did not watch the overtime. The, both of those guys, Allen and Mahomes, it seemed like on every drop back, pocket would the you know the push from the D line would have the you know would go towards the outside. They would slip through the to the line. They wouldn't run though. They would slip out to the left or the right and make a play. And it was so impressive. I just thought back and forth that entire game. I was like, wow, like we were just watching these two dudes who are at the top of this league, fucking getting it done. And getting it done in that new age way of not necessarily being a uh, pocket passer, more of being able to move outside the pocket and make the play. What we watched on Sunday from Mahomes was the way I kind of think of it is he's like, eh, I need to feel the feeling I felt at the two minute warning and beyond in the Bills game on every play in this game. So I'm going to. I'm going to ignore Tyreek Hill the entire second half. I'm going to run around like an idiot in the backfield for 15. I mean, one play, I swear to God, he was moving around for like 15 seconds. Yeah. And and then throw it into the ground or throw it away. Or something you like never see Josh Allen do, and rarely Patrick Mahomes, he was taking sacks like 20-yard losses. Yep. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I am sold that he's paid off. And I know I sound oh, completely geez. ridiculous. There we go. And drunk. No, come <laughs> oh, on, dude. I'm sorry. Paid off. We uh, just, what? we literally just sat here and said his cap hit <laughs> for next year is $35 million and then 46 well, million. You know, what? They're paying him well, what? I want 40. I want 45. Yeah. Next year. I don't so, want yeah. 35. He's getting a million dollars to he's, throw the listen, game. Listen, there's, Democrat, there's Democrats in office. He's paying too many taxes. He needs another $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But like, I know, I know I sound ridiculous and you know, at the, in the bottom of my brain, I'm just kidding. But when you gamble on this stuff, sometimes, come on, PJ, you watched episode one, bad sport. Yeah. But shit is out there. Uh, I don't disagree. But when you're talking about somebody like Mahomes, I, I just can't, I just can't. Okay. It's, so it's just I want, I want only guys, guys, okay. guys, I'm going to let, I'm, I'm going to stop rambling All in right. one second. But what I want from <laughs> both of you on this game is this. I want you both with your football acumens. Explain to me how the first half happens and then the second half happens. And the excuse I do not want to hear from either of you is, oh, well, the Bengals just rushed three instead of four. I don't want to hear that because you can't tell me that Tyreek Hill is still not open on every fucking play like he was in the first half. I just don't buy it. Well, okay, so I'm not – I'm. Uh, let me set the table here. I'm not going to say that games are not fixed, okay? That shit has to be happening. It, it, I don't believe that it's not, okay? I don't think that that game was fixed for the simple reason that the, the you know the the big pick in overtime bounced off of was it Tyreek's hands or Kelsey's hands someone into the defender's lap you know I mean how do you how do you how do you fix that how do you orchestrate that that doesn't you know what I mean like that's it, I don't I don't I don't know if I can buy that one with that particular situation but that the um, game is already in doubt there 
I'm talking about the momentum. It's not, sh- yeah, like, but it's not though. It's yeah. at that point, it's overtime. They got the coin flip, and the Chiefs have the ball. And and everything in the fucking data over the last ten years says seventy five percent of the time you get the coin flip, you're winning. You know, so I I don't, I don't know if I buy that either. Like you want maybe before then. If you want to talk about but, you want to talk about somebody who could throw the game, whose ever bonehead move it was, and I'm pretty sure it's Andy Reid decides to not take free points at the end of the half to go up 24 to three. And not only that, but you call whatever that play was the the wide receiver. What do you call it? He was dumping it off to the fucking to to the flatwoods Hilaire. No, but he went to Hilaire. No, it went to, it was Tyreek. Anyway, it doesn't either way. How that ball, it doesn't matter. How does that ball not get thrown in the end zone? Right. You had like six seconds. You don't have a timeout and then fucking moron is calling timeout. I, listen. This guy's an MVP? Get out of my face. Him in that game, Rodgers in his game, uh, this is my problem with 2021 NFL. And I, this was going to come out tonight. I'm getting fucking tired of it. These guys suck and they're absolutely underperforming. And the, we sit here for 18 weeks and watch these guys pile up statistics, not on my fantasy rosters and dominating the league and MVP this and number one seed that and blah, blah, blah. And they fucking get into the biggest moment of their seasons and they lay eggs and to me as not only a fan and i have to use the term because of gambling an investor and just (laughs) doing this show it's like i am fucking sick and tired of the losing and not just the losing but the disappointed losses like i wish i was a bills fan for this year this season i wish that my team was the bills because even though they had a devastating and heartbreaking loss. Their guy, their Brady, right? Their fucking Montana, their Marino. That's who Josh Allen is for the Bills. Mm. He fucking left it all out on the field. And that guy, who I deal with obviously in my everyday life, he is the man. And Mahomes has been that guy, but he fucking, like last year in the Super Bowl, he was hurt. That's great. This year, that is, I'm so disappointed. And frustrated at the fact that not only did they not cover seven points or they didn't blow out the Bengals like everybody expected and all the shit you listen to all fucking week long leading up to these games, he lost. And Chad Deeds up my ass because I'm disappointed. My comment was very simple. I said the Super Bowl just took a hit. And what I meant by that was because the Chiefs aren't in it, and Mahomes is not in it. So you're taking storylines away from what ends up being a build, a major buildup to a two-week event. Okay, the Super Bowl is watched by everybody, not just idiots like us. So it's like mm. that Mahomes is a good storyline. It's something that needs to be there. Super Bowl three times in a row. Uh, fucking, you know, the whole like Kelsey and Hill and, and, and Andy Reid and this, that, and the other thing. Okay, so Joe Burrow, nice story. Second year in the league. Okay, but I am it's to me it's not the same. It's not the same draw and that is that was the essence of my comment. That's what I'm basing it on and I'm getting people texting me on the side, "How the fuck can you say Joe Burrow this? You should be happy he's in the game." Uh, I'm sorry that I, that's not my headspace, but 
I wanted first of all, I wanted Chiefs Rams. If you remember that fucking Sunday night game from two, I think it was two seasons ago. Give me that game. Give me 110 points in a Super Bowl. Like that's what you need from this game. Yeah, in my opinion, as a non-fan. You may still get it. Huh? I said you may no, still get right. it. No, you're right. You're not but, wrong. You're not wrong. And but I'm, not, I'm just trying to defend my – I feel like I've been getting attacked for a few weeks in my opinion of these playoffs because everybody else thinks these are the greatest fucking playoffs of all time. But what I see is I see people that we're depending on to friggin' bring it just fucking falling flat on their faces. And guess what? Tom Brady retired today. Tom Brady never fell flat on his face. Even when Tom Brady lost to the Giants, guys fucking – getting his ass kicked because his O-line couldn't handle it. And at least he still was fucking in there gaming, screaming on the sidelines. Rodgers is having a bad game, can't score more than fucking 10 points. It looks like a fucking homeless guy on the sideline. And Mahomes just sitting there in his friggin' big puffy jacket, like looking clueless and throwing fucking interceptions. When, oh, dude. Listen, <laughs> wait listen. 48 hours to have this conversation. Listen. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Anybody who puts ketchup on their steak is fucking <laughs> soft. All right. Zing. That's yeah. all this yeah. comes down to. Okay. You're For fucking the most soft. Part, fans the are fuck dumb. Out. That's it. You don't need to go any further than that. Okay. That's all. Moving on. <laughs> now, yes. And between Art's call and also PJ, you had kind of said it earlier. Like, it is. I, I did say this to Kerry recently. To like of all the uh, like fifteen hundred different approaches I've taken to try to like make her feel better, I'm like, it. Do, this doesn't mean that this team dominates for the next ten years. Like you lost a tough game here. I'm like, you're in the. I'm like, you're in the better position. Your quarterback's hungrier. Your team is gonna. It's gonna happen. Like I really do believe in the next five years, we're gonna see a Buffalo Super Bowl win. I just at least getting there. Well, it's it's you know, rare. I, it's rare for teams to do what the pay. I mean, rare. I say, what the Patriots have done is no, no one's ever nobody's done. ever we'll done ever it, do. and will ever do it again. And right, the Chiefs are now. Can we say that they are on like the latter part of their potential run? Right. I mean, and Mahomes will always be. I mean, and I will argue till the death of me and Chad. D will argue with me, but if they have Mahomes, they always have a chance to win. And as much as we 100%. sit here and, and criticize his game, and Mahomes is still one of the best in the league and will be for the next six years. And they will At always least. have a chance to win. However, He's only 26 years old. Yeah. However, with Andy Reid, as Art said, getting older, and that – you know, pieces of that team getting uh, uh, poached or, or, you know, taken, you know, the enemy's still there, you know, at some point somebody's going to snatch him up. I just wonder how much, especially with, as you just said, TM, with other teams, all of the Bills and now the Bengals. Um, I won't bring up the Chargers because I know, you know, TM, you'll, you know, kill somebody but uh, yeah, I, got, I got it you know it's it's it is a it's it's gonna be a tough road to continue to to play at that level and if Mahomes doesn't can't start adapting to the game and what other teams are doing and this is what I mean this has always been this the the knock on Mahomes is that 
when shit goes wrong, he can't seem to adapt. He's got all the talent in the world, but you change something up on him and he doesn't know what to do. And that's what happened in this game on Sunday. Things were going great. The Bengals made some sort of change and it seemed to affect him. So I don't know. I don't know. See, that's not good. That's, that's my whole point is that ain't good enough. That's not a good enough answer for me. Well, I, I don't know what or, to tell or, you. Or, or, what, or what I'm saying is, okay, then he's not as elite as I had thought, maybe. Right? Or, but here's the thing. Had, in, these, I, didn't, I, I invested and my investment was wrong. Sometimes, <laughs> that way. sometimes you need your team to step up. Right? Sometimes you just don't have it. Or sometimes the other teams do Like, you need your team to step up. You need your coach to step up. You need somebody else to take the weight off your shoulders just like you have done for them oh Kyrie three woo first play of the game let's go two more baby sorry 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 it's the first shot of the game PJ it's the only reason I interrupted you it won't happen I'm really happy on hop slam right now you bet your ass I am son all right let's let's move on there's three more calls I'm sure this will continue we're gonna have the same conversation five times there's only two games this weekend so all right. Thank you. That's Thanks, right. Art. Good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, buddy. There we go. What up, Bing Sportscast? It's your boy, the Duke. And guess who's going to the Pro Bowl, baby? Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson. I'm just kidding. I don't give a fuck about those guys and going to the Pro Bowl. But what I'm calling for is we got our Super Bowl matchup, baby. We got the oh, we Bengals go. and we got the L.A. Rams. I'm not going to lie. It's hard to make a decision in this game. I'm excited. Um, we got new blood. We got blood that maybe deserves it. Who knows? I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I hear people saying Bengals are just going to get crushed. I don't believe that. Have they been watching anything lately? I mean, they are rolling. Joe Burrows is rolling. I like him. What's not to like about Burrows? Uh, Jamar Chase, Mixon. They got some talent. It's going to be fun. On the other side, we got the Rams. We got a stellar defense. We got a competent quarterback, right, PJ? That's right. I'm sure That's he's right. going to talk shit about what I wrote in the group. Whatever. You said what you said. <laughs> I'm just stand by it. There's a chance for Cousins now. There is a chance. Um, I think it's a better matchup than the Niners, obviously. But I wasn't counting Niners yeah. out. They're, they're their own worst enemy. I think overall we had good games. Um, I know people are going to say the fix was in. It looked that way. Um, but in the end, it was fun. Bengals came out on top. L.A. came out on top. I'm sure L.A.'s favored. I'm, I'm curious what the line is. I'm guessing, what, maybe five, something around there. Um, but no. I, I would love to see the Bengals pull it out. Um, won't be upset either way. I just hope it's what we've been having. It's not like a 13-3 game. It's not a blowout one way or the other. Um, one of the two options. That's that's what I'm hoping for, that it, it it's a close game. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. Bengals are my pick. 
Lock it in. Let's go. Skull Vikings, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Head coach. Harbaugh. Oh, boy. That uh, His call came yesterday, I think, before the Harbaugh news really broke today. Or I mean, it's kind of been being whispered, but it sounds like he's going for an interview. And actually, as I'm sitting here, Chad was texting me, asking me about Harbaugh and what I think about that. And I think Harbaugh's a good coach for, like, two years. And then, if it, you know – yeah. Would you uh, let me ask you this, PJ? From this stand, from this perspective, if you're Harbaugh, do you really want to go coach the Vikings, or you just stay at Michigan, where you're now? Can you at least take a year being a god for beating Ohio State? Yeah, well, <laughs> like, can you at least I, enjoy that for a little while? Well, we talked about this. I think it's a perfect time for him to leave because anything he does next I year, if he goes, yes, if he goes out and loses to Michigan State and Ohio State again, it's all forgotten, right? Leave on a right. high note and go, you know, try your uh, hand at the NFL. I mean. He was a very competent NFL coach. I mean, he took the Niners to an NFC championship and then the Super Bowl, right? I think that's back-to-back. Yes. Um, yep. And, you know, I think Minnesota's a decently attractive job. You know, you've got hungry fans. You've got a, mm. as Chad said, a competent quarterback. And you've got, you know, <laughs> yeah. offensive weapons, right? But... You need a quarter. You need a quarterback in Minnesota. Let's be honest. I, listen, the the thing and and to bring that full circle to Stafford and and the Rams, and and as Chad said, you know, in in our group text, listen, Jared Goff took this team to a Super Bowl. Everybody, so now now can Stafford make up for the shortcomings of Goff if? In a Super Bowl, his defense is not performing how they need to be. Can Stafford, does he have that next level to bring them back? 100%. Look what he did against the uh, the, the, the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. His defense let them down by letting the Bucks come back in that game. And he's able to extend a play, find Cup down the middle of the field, whatever the fuck the Bucks were doing last week, and, you know, Actually, run a uh, spike that killed the clock, a la not Dak Dak Prescott. That's right. That's right. (laughs) But and that's the thing is, I don't know. I um, you know, we said before, might as well talk about it now. I don't, I don't know. Sports talk radio here is all about how people should hate Stafford and hate the line. Like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of feel fine for him. I feel. Are you are you rooting for him? I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm rooting for him. You know, a lot of it started stemmed from our draft picks, right? And a lot of conversations are, well, and it's whether they pick 26th, 27th, or 30th, or 31st, or 32nd, it doesn't matter. At that point in the draft, you got to make the right choice, right? you got to make the right pick for your team. So it doesn't matter if they yeah. win or not. Um, Stafford's always been a good dude, regardless of his play and regardless of him not being able to step up at the right times, he's always been a good dude. He was always really good to the city. So I have no ill will towards him. If he wants to get a Super Bowl, you know, he made my Lions watching over the last 10 years at least uh, relevant, right? I see this year what it's like to ha- not have a quarterback that can actually do anything. 
and it's horrid. So I'll I'll make my decision next week as to who I want to see win and who I think will win, but I'm happy that he's there. And I'm glad that, you know, Tim, you were you were looking for Chiefs, Rams. I don't I, I agree with you that Mahomes is the better story. But I don't I don't think it's that big of a uh, a fall off to the Bengals and, and Burrow. No, I, I agree. I think I think Niners Bengals would have been a lot worse. Oh, oh that would be yeah. horrid. And I, I, I mean, Jimmy G is getting fucking killed right now, which I guess is rightfully so. But when you have a ten point lead in the fourth quarter, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to kill that guy. Here's who I really don't want to kill. What's the what's the cornerback's name who dropped the interception? Oh, Tart. Tart. Jamie Tart. Tart. Jamie Tart. Right. So he. So. Jamie Tart. Tart. Jamie Tart. So they don't get. He doesn't get the pick, right? But they kick a field goal. Why are we talking about that missed interception? First of all, from Buck and Aikman, they didn't let it go for like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, and even. I think that's. Fox played it over and over again for the next. The whole next drive. I gotta be I gotta be honest, man. I think that poor dude got a raw deal. Like, okay, yeah, he didn't catch the ball. How many fucking times has that happened? Let's roll back some missed catches from Kittle. You right. know, like let's miss like I, I let's let's roll back some missing Jimmy like Jimmy G missing somebody or whatever. I mean, the emphasis on one play, we're always to, like, I'm, allowed, I'm not supposed to sit here as a gambler and fucking lose my shit because so-and-so didn't catch a pass on the final drive of the fourth quarter. Oh, don't think, oh, you can't look at it that way. Go back to when so-and-so missed the field goal. Blah, 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 blah. But fucking, they're killing this guy. And I'm really fucking pissed, man. It's fit that the Aikman's just talking and talking, and they just keep repeating it. I, I turn to Kerry and I go, "They gotta fucking stop." I'm like, "I've seen passes that bounced off dudes' fucking face masks, and it's just forgot. It's not even mentioned again." Yeah. I was, re- I'm, I was, re- that's another thing that really pissed me off. It's like, dude, leave this fucking guy alone. You're basically ending his career on national television. None of us ever fucking heard of the guy before, That if you're not a Niner fan. And now Aikman and, and fucking asshole are burying him just because, what, we got to kill some time? Aikman oh, that was, that, was, that was wrong, man. I'm cracking the second uh, hop slam. Hop slam update, number two, coming in. <laughs> Binges for life, boys. Let's go. Jack, what do you, I'm I mean. Here, I'm not here to make friends. Shut up. Shut up, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk. I might just leave and pee. I'll be right back. <laughs> Jack, Jack, what do you, I mean, as far as the, your, I guess your outside perspective on this whole final four, as yeah. TM was saying, you know, and talking between Mahomes and Burrow. And obviously I don't think anybody wanted the Niners just because they don't have that firepower. But do you see a big right. drop off between the Chiefs. Do you want to see the Chiefs? And I know, as a Patriots fan, that you know they've kind of been they've, they've irked you over the over the past, or you know you guys have had that rivalry. Well, but 
Where do you fall? Yeah, I feel like the the rivalry was, you know, up until uh, recently, like, fairly even. I mean, I've said that for years now, that, like, the Chiefs and the Pats were rivals, but in, in like, a, I don't know, more respectful than, say, like, a Chief, uh, you know, like a, like a Pats and Ravens or something. You know, like, we fucking hate the Ravens. The Chiefs, it's more like, yeah, they're really good. And, like, sometimes we get them, sometimes they get us, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, this final four worked out perfectly for me because I don't care about anybody on the NFC. Like once Brady was out of it, I'm like, okay, good. Uh, Cause I, I definitely didn't want him going to another Super Bowl with the Bucks. So the fact that that happened and on the same day, the bills get knocked out was phenomenal. Uh, fucking great news. Cause I obviously don't want the bills going. Um, and then for the chiefs to, to, you know, choke the game to the Bengals, and have this surprise team to me that like I didn't pay attention to all season that's now in the Super Bowl is kind of like great because I'm like okay I I got no ill will to the Bengals so cool I, I guess I can like root for them but if the Rams win I I'm kind of fine with that too because I, I don't I like Stafford you know so it, I'm, I'm I don't know it, this this matchup is like really intriguing to me as somebody who just kind of wants to watch a game and and not have. Uh, I don't know, much emotion in it for once, you know? Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I like that aspect of it where it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's a enemy, I guess, if you will. Mm. You can kind of equally mm-hmm. root for both of these teams. I mean, obviously the Bengals haven't won since 80, it's 88, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. for Stafford coming from, you know, the pathetic trash franchise mm. that is the Lions – um, it's oh, come on, don't be so harsh. They're yeah, not I the know, Colts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's nice to you know see them now. The biggest issue that I guess I have with the Rams in general is like I don't necessarily like anybody else that's on that team. Maybe Cooper Cup, you know, sure. And and Donald, I can respect because you know he he was drafted where he was after the Lions picked, of course like two picks after the lions pick they took eric ebron and but everybody else you know like jalen ramsey and fucking von miller and obj and i just like like, okay i i think i think to me it's it's an interesting case study in like two vastly different approaches to building a team and seeing like which the the fact that both of them were successful for different reasons you know that's a great point jack yeah Like, I love the idea of the Rams. I don't really care about anybody on the Rams too much. Like, kind of the same thing you said. Stafford, Cup. um, I I actually like Von Miller. Um, I like Aaron Donald. I don't care about Ramsey. I don't care about OBJ. Uh, Robert Woods I've always liked a lot. Sure. But the the interesting thing about them is that that's a team that's mortgaged years worth of first-round picks and all of these draft assets to win now, right? Like... The windows creaked open. We know we're close. Let's sell everything and let's just get the best players we can at value and make this work. On the other side, the Bengals took a you know a, a sort of classic rebuild approach and they hit hard on not only their quarterback but the right defensive players. I mean, honestly, what the Bengals are doing it's what I hope the Mac Jones experience turns into on some level, you know, now I'm not saying, you know, the burrow, you can, it's going to be exactly like Joe Burrow, but it, it, they're similar you know, it's similar kind of quarterback. So yeah. I kind of see a bit of a path for the Pats where like, 
that's what I, I hope happens over the next two years with them. So to me, I'm actually just in it for a solid game. I, I whoever wins, I'm I'm kind of fine with, but I'm I'm more just like intrigued by which philosophy wins out here more than anything else. You know, I like the fact that the Bengals have stayed the course. Um, yeah, they have. They took some chances, right? If everybody remembers, so Joe Mixon, remember Joe Mixon, like hit some chick at a restaurant, right? Remember, oh, yeah. he he essentially dropped in the draft, was a top running back prospect, but dropped in the draft. Yeah, I'm sorry. Dropped in the draft because some girl hit him and then he retaliated and essentially laid her out. And so he dropped in the draft. And then you got Jamar Chase who sat out a year. And all so all of this, all of these, these – uh risk reward type players have now started to to work you know they took to reward yeah the risk and the more reward than risk right they took the chance Mm. and they fell into joe burrow a little bit right it's like the lions have a top two pick right now but there isn't a quarterback to sniff at in the top 25 this year and it just you know the way that it had progressed and then even burrow tearing his ACL last year, right? I mean, that's like the fact that they're in the Super Bowl in the second year of a rookie's season when, what, a third of his well, season look, last he, year was was killed by an ACL injury? It just, to me, PJ, I, just I, look at it this way. Look at it this way. If I told you right now, hey, in one year, we're going to be sitting here talking about Trevor Lawrence in the Super Bowl. Which is crazy, right? It's crazy. Crazy, <laughs> like this. I mean, this is crazy. But we would not be. I mean, that we're not having that conversation next year. No. And if we do, if we are, I'm. I'm a. I'm broke. Good for Brian B, Flores. I'm, alo- the coach I, I'm alone, and yeah, and I'm hanging out with Brian Flores at Three Sheets in Manhattan because I'm not fucking doing anything in life anymore. <laughs> but it's crazy. Good for Joe Burrow, though. You know, I just. I well, whatever. I'm not even really complaining. I can't wait for the game. Well, we were saying TM, I don't know if you were here, like I like the fact that there isn't we like the fact that there isn't like a uh an enemy in this game, right? Like you can right. kind of root right. for both teams, so you're just kind of rooting for a good game. And let's hope that we right. get it, right? All right, we have yeah. two more BSVs. Let's keep going with those. Let's go spark some more discussion. What's up, sports nuts? Calling in this Ooh, week to talk Pat. about that horrendous loss. I'm, two, I'm, I'm three Chiefs. for three, by the way. Uh, he really dropped the ball on that one, laid an egg there at the end. I don't know how they don't uh, score that touchdown there and just finish the game off. Uh, it's, I don't, I got no, 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 no. I don't know what happened there. I mean, Mahomes just running around there like kept trying to keep the play alive, and it was like trying to do too much and just. Nothing came of it, and I don't, I don't know. And I think they didn't even have a good play called or something. But I, I don't know. There's no excuse for not getting that touchdown. But uh, yeah, they just fell apart there on that one. But uh, I knew right then and there when they didn't get that touchdown and kick for the tie, game was over. Because I knew it just didn't matter. I was like, that was the vibe I was getting from right there. I was like, if they can't get in there. 
But uh, anyway, I don't know. Bengals played a hell of a game. They came back, and I knew they would. I knew they were going to come back on us. I, I just had that feeling. I was like, yeah, they, they're, you know, figuring stuff out or whatever. But, uh, yeah, our defense going to have to shore that up. I hope they work on that this off season because, boy, they need some stuff in there. So give secondary help out a little bit. But uh, I don't know who's coming back. I know Tyrion or the Honey Badger. He's a he's a free agent this year, so I don't know if we'll be able to re-sign him or not. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, we got some work to do. That's for sure. It's gonna be tough for next year. So we'll see what happens. And I don't even know who to root for now in the Super Bowl because I kind of want to see Stafford. Win something. Your excitement but, uh, has me excited. Uh, girl is pretty impressive. <laughs> so, uh, you know, free for all. I guess it would be kind of fun if you don't have a rooting interest. So, we'll oh, we'll man. All right, man. I'm out. Look. Uh, Pat, it's I love, I love that you called in. Yeah. It, it, you, all, all things aside, like the fact that you called in after that. Yeah. Know, Bravo yeah, I wouldn't call. Bravo. Bravo to you, Pat, and thank you for calling. But, yes, I mean, you essentially just well, called. PJ, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say that the, hip, the Honey Badger, I mean, that's a if they don't re-sign him, that's a big deal. I mean, that's a really big deal. They're, they're a good defense when they are 100% healthy. As are soon they? as they start. Are they? Are they? I, I said good. I said good. I didn't say top five. Adequate. Like New England. Right, I said, yeah, good. They're just good. If you're looking at your fantasy, you're trying to pick up a defense that week because your stud D's on a bye. You know, they're you like don't look at they're like gray. Stuff. They're not green. They're not red. They're just gray. They're just in the middle. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Fucking got a fright jack. This guy breaking my balls over here. Uh, I. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Pat. I appreciate somebody calling in when they lose. Bills, Bills Mafia, where are you at? That's true. That is true. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Guys, I, when, when Honey Badger went out in the Bills game on like the third play or whatever, I, I turned to Kerry. I go, that is absolutely huge. Mm. He, I mean, in, in a very, in a defense, like I, I'm agreeing with you, PJ. They're not great by any means. Maybe the better the term so is lose, that they're if just... If they lose him, when they're healthy, they're good. When Chris Jones is healthy, they dominate. They'd stop the run. You know what I'm, that, That's what I'm saying. Early in the season when they were 2-4, and four, had to struggle to get back before they went on their run, they had all defensive injuries, man. I mean, that's what it was all about. Yeah, and maybe it's just, yeah, that they're they're limited or, or not deep, whatever the word is. Well, these are all factors. I mean... Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like after this season, I'm going to be taking like a different uh, Kyrie for three. <gasps> One more to go, boys. First quarter's not even <laughs> over. <laughs> the assassin, Kyrie Irving. All right. So, so minor sidebar here. So I rewatched Uncut Gems a couple days ago, right? Oh, shit. Have you guys seen it? Yes. Yes. Okay, so... Every time I'm listening back to a sports cast and I hear an eruption from TM about some bet that he's got three, going three on, in the air. Ah, oh! I'm just picturing you know fucking Howard Rattler at the end, just standing in front of the TV, just oh fucking KG, let's go, let's go, like every time. 
It's fucking great. That is that's amazing. What it, Jack, the one thing about that movie that I will never deny is that he encompasses the vibe correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's really, it's so stupid. And when you get to his point, when you've like your life depends on it, it's just that much magnified. I mean, it's so fucking dumb. And I'm so annoyed. And the Chiefs, I didn't even bet money on the Chiefs. I just, it's like a pool, it's like a pool, right? And yeah. I thought I had it that day and it was like, oh, I waited to pick them till this point and I've got it going and blah, blah, blah. And I was just really angry. I mean, it's, it yeah. costs me hundreds of dollars, but yeah, gambling. Yeah, I understand. Don't do it, kids. The, the, the losses. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right, DJ. As the, as, the as two fathers. You, but okay. Jack, this is, we've had conversations recently, PJ and I, off air on how sometimes for me, and I think this is an experience with a lot of people that gamble a lot. Sometimes losing. Like the Buffalo game, I won money on the Buffalo Chiefs game, like in a couple different ways because it was all offense, right? But sometimes to be in that situation in a game like that and lose is actually more worth it than kind of like sitting back and picking a couple games right and having a Sunday and just being like, yeah, well, whatever, I won those three bets. But it's like, where's where's the? It's almost like you're just kind of looking for the adrenaline rush of it all. You know, right. so it and I've learned that actually, and it's why in straight wagering, I I don't wager big ever now. It's like if I've got ten dollars on it, it means as much to me as if it's like if I'm in a pool and I'm about to win a thousand or something. It's like it's just mm-hmm. the whole emotion of it. It's like I need to be right, yeah, and if I'm not right. What the fuck? And I think that's a that explains a lot of why I'm so aggravated with the Chiefs is because I'm again, I'm still looking for an explanation. And if it's Mahomes did too much or Mahomes tried to hit the home run on every play, that I, I will only accept that because that is what I saw as a viewer. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. enough of that. Enough of that game and that team. Who fucking cares? I mean, really, the fact that I'm sitting here saying I'd rather have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, it's it's I'm embarrassed to actually say that out loud. Because I in in my in the back of my mind, I'm glad that I'm always happy when it's not a repeat champion. Sure. Especially just, when it's not my, me, right? You know, like it's not my team. And sure, I would, would, sure. So yeah, yeah. And I so think in the these, end these teams are deserving, right? I mean, to a certain extent. I mean, they're both they're both well, I kind of feel like teams. okay, PJ, my path is I felt like the Raiders lost the game more than the Bengals won it. And the then Raiders? you get the Tennessee oh, game yeah. who yep. absolutely lost that game. So, I think the Bengals were lucky to be in the AFC Championship game, but at that point they do it again, and I'm sitting here screaming, Mahomes blew it. Maybe it's on me to just snap out of it and realize, like, hey, you know, maybe it's just the Bengals. I think it's two destiny stories. The Bengals are just a team of destiny because I don't think they should have won any of the three games they just won. Yeah, they could very and then it's, very and then well it's, have lost. And then it's Stafford. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, like, save my 
Stafford talk for next week's show because it's sure. like our Super Bowl preview and stuff. But I'm 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 uh, I'm rooting for Matt Stafford. I mean, I'll just say Boo! That now. I just sorry. No, I just kind of want I I want him to get one. I feel he deserves to get one. Um, I think Joe Burrow will have plenty of opportunities, and I just don't fucking. I don't care for this Roth Bengals roster. All right. So question for next week. If Matt Stafford's win, if Stafford's Stafford's hop slam, everybody, if Matt Stafford wins <laughs> the Super Bowl, 16 next ounces week, this year, baby. That's right. Matt Stafford wins the Super Bowl next week. Is he on par with Aaron Rodgers? Has to be answer. Answer it next <clears throat> week. Everybody. Jack, Jack, you're on next week's show. Hold your answer. That is the best question right. of the fucking year. All right, I here can't we go. Wait to rip Rogers. Good job, PJ. What? <laughs> One more. That's gonna be my my dying uh, wish is for Stafford. That's gonna be three and zero for me, baby. Cut down, <laughs> oh, Aaron Rodgers. Man, he's been on a terror. That's right, Stafford. All right, one more v- BSV. Here we go. Well, it's good sport. It's sports the type of Goudreau here. <laughs> oh, I think I'm four for What's four, that, dude. <laughs> Yo, I called every call. Very nice. Chad, Chad D, Patrick Lear, Goudreau, and one I don't know. And it was Art. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't call. Nobody called Art. Oh, oh. guy here, right now. <laughs> oh, forever, yeah. almighty cock. And we have to go back to... It's ridiculous! We, by the way, after this BSV, we have to go back to one of Art's questions, which I thought was very, very interesting. We're going to go back to that. Okay. Well, it's good sport. I'm glad you sportcast. were Goudreau here. And I'm calling in. Oh, about here we go. Tom Brady's retirement. And I have sort of a two-pronged question. We're going to talk about this. To it. First one is, do you think that between Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, let's use them as the two examples, both of them left their respective franchises what the and fuck? won Super Bowls with other teams. Between the two, which one do you think had long will slash should have longer term ramifications for the franchises? And I think you could make a case for Peyton, and I lean this way for this particular reason. Peyton Manning was let go by the Colts for two reasons. One was the neck injury, and two was the Andrew Luck process. So they drafted Andrew Luck, let Peyton Manning kick him out the front door. And when you look ten, almost 10 years later, Andrew Luck is no longer in the league, primarily say, because uh, the Colts didn't do enough to help him. Who did you just put say? his body on the line too many times. Meanwhile, Peyton Manning goes and <laughs> goes to two Super Bowls. Denver wins one, wins an MVP, sets season records and all that. That's so that, just curious, like, do you think Brady's departure 10 years from now will be something similar to, like, like that? Is, is Mac Jones going to be... Andrew Luck, where he doesn't last and is not the heir successor. Question two, now that Ben and Brady and that breed are basically all going out to, to pasture, do you think that we're seeing the end of quarterbacks spending their entire careers with one team, looking at Eli and Ben as the two pinnacles, because with Brady, Brady and Peyton – Presumably, maybe Aaron Rodgers left the world. Do you think that we're ever going to see guys with stacked resumes, Super Bowl championships, spend their whole careers with one team? Uh, you play a lot of side-scrolling platformers. Uh, you understand what they're doing. Bowl. 
So that's it is what it is. That gives me hope as a Jet fan. Maybe we'll get there someday. But talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh, go away. All right, stop, stop, stop. Possibly stop. is Don't not definitely. We can't stand. We're we're fucking in the Pro Bowl week. It's Pro Bowl week, baby. And he's bringing up the Jets. Just stop. Just stop, Goudreau. Don't don't fucking mention that team. I'm sick of it. Now, you can't talk about Rodgers and Brady. Rodgers, yes, one team. He's about to leave it. And Brady, two teams. Even Joe Montana played for another team. There is no error in the NFL. Error? That error? Did you I error? said error. Error. He's on an Vegas ball. But come I on, have who what had some exquisite pieces of meat in my time? You know who's a quarterback who'd never played for a fucking other team? Dan Marino. How many Super Bowls does he have? Zero. Maybe that's something you need to look into. Come on with this fucking talk about quarterbacks, the NFL. <clears throat> what was the first question? <laughs> <laughs> he was asking no. Which was the, uh, I don't know, which was going to be the worst breakup, uh, Manning and the Colts well, or listen, Brady we already, and Pats? We kind of already covered that early on. I yeah. guess the, the question was. Yeah, uh, early on, PJ, five years ago in the fucking, sorry. The, <laughs> <laughs> Hop, slam update. Feeling pretty, pretty. It's provoking. Jack, I just texted PJ, but I'll just say it on air now. I shied away from the Nets over 230 tonight. 70 okay. points in the first quarter. Oh, no. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Well. Only thing that matters is one more Kyrie three. Oh, I think he just hit it. God damn it. It was Patty Mills. It's okay. <laughs> We're uh, good here, guys. We're good. We're good here. My wife keeps texting right. me. I'm too loud. I just don't care. The, uh, I guess the question is, yeah. I mean, Jack, you kind of already answered with Mac Jones. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know if comparing him to, to, the Andrew Luck situation is correct. I mean, no, well, come on. Like no. Luck was a Luck was the fucking future. I mean, he was yeah, yeah. the greatest prospect to ever come out of the draft ever. And yeah. He's Luck, a number Luck is one compared pick. to Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Well, no. I would say first that. of all, Lawrence is compared to Luck, but stop it. I don't want to hear that. Wait, is it Andrew yeah. Luck from when he was drafted, or like the bum Uncle Joe? Aaron? <laughs> Like, I was waiting for it. <laughs> like who showed up on the broadcast last week? Andrew Luck was Uncle Buck skinny. I mean, oh it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing. God, it looks like your uncle who's got an alcohol problem who showed up and you know just got finished with his pack of Marble Marlboro Reds and dude, he did. He's not missing his chin. He was oh, missing his whole bottom jaw, crazy. bro. I don't, I don't understand it, that. It, he looks like. He looks like the guy at the party who, like, you know, you get in a conversation with him because he seems interesting, and then, then like, 15 minutes into it, he's like, well, you know that, like, all of our gold is not actually, all of our money is not actually backed in the Federal Reserve, right? It just goes, like, totally <laughs> off the fucking rails. <laughs> the conspiracy <laughs> theorist, right? Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, for my God's God. sakes. Um, yeah, I, I mean. And, and we, were just light, we, were just, we were just light on him, by the way. Pretty much. For anybody, anybody offended by what we just said, we were just giving it light. Yeah. Um, quick answer to placate Gaudreau here. Uh, the, the Manning breakup's way worse. Like, they kicked him out the door, and, you know, they, they the, the suck for luck campaign. I mean, the Pats, you know, say what you will, but, like, Brady made the choice to move on. It's it's not like the Pats didn't want him. I mean, Belichick has said that emphatically. So has Robert Kraft. But he went, went to a team that he wanted to go to, and he won. And, you know, he did what he wanted to do, and that's 
that's what happened. So I don't, I don't know if the situations are comparable really. So, yeah. And, and I agree. Um, and then to go back to the other, you know, the quarterbacks for one team and TM. Yeah. You, I mean, you brought up, I don't, I don't know that he's necessarily talking about like the Joe Montana type, but you know, Joe Montana, the- Joe Montana took the same career path as Tom Brady and right. But I Peyton think Manning. I think he's talking more on like, actually, I don't know what his point is because there isn't, <clears throat> there isn't anybody who's he's, like, he's screaming at us right, right? now. There isn't anybody who's like switched <laughs> mid career. Maybe like Stafford, maybe the earliest elite quarterback. Maybe not. Well, uh, Alex Smith, a little earlier. No, <laughs> um, no Alex uh, Fitzpatrick. Smith. Well, look, who, who, I mean, who's okay. the best quarterback Active. in the last 20 years to leave his team still relatively in his prime? Tom Brady. Because See, I would argue that prime, I would argue in, in that big Brady Tom Brady's wasn't. time is twenty-five to thirty years. Right, but I would, yeah, exactly. He's not in his prime. Well, you don't. I mean, uh, Art was bringing it up in his call, addressing Seattle and Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson is a topic of conversation right now because he could uh, change locations this year. Mm. Um, got via it has to be via trade, but. If the point is, PJ, if the point is like, I don't know how many, not many like franchise quarterbacks change location. I'm yeah, having I mean, a hard time coming up with one. No, I mean, there's well, guys I mean, like Cousins, Fitzpatrick, uh, Alex stop, Smith. Stop I think those guys saying, are a different stop, stop Roethlisberger is the only guys. one to retire, though. Roethlisberger is the only one to complete his career in one season since Marino, I think. Yeah, but I think you're. Yeah, we got to go, go dig, though. No, but you're you're comparing like Marino, who left and played in Kansas City Eli, for two Eli, years. Eli. I'm saying none of these people, like I would argue, left in the prime of their careers. That's my whole Correct. thing. Right. If well, I don't think we. Oh, how about Drew Brees from San Diego to New Orleans? Maybe, maybe he just he left with maybe. an injury, right? And they drafted well, yeah, Rivers. He, yeah, so. my, and, and Miami could have had him, but they were uncomfortable with the report. And then he wins a Super Bowl, and uh, we're here today. Well, it's because okay. of the money. I don't, know, I don't know what the question is or the answer, but I don't think we're changing. I think when teams – I don't know what the question is. The, the question is if we're going to see people changing more. We're not. If a team has a good no, quarterback – No, not at the quarterback position. No, no never. You have a, you have an elite quarterback. You don't let them go unless you're the Lions. Hey, to keep I it mean, to keep it somewhat relevant, before Jack, before you comment, just to yeah. keep it relevant, uh, I think a, a player right now that is relevant to this conversation that's not a quarterback would be Saquon Barkley because no. Saquon Barkley gets no. drafted number two overall. <clears throat> just just let, hear me out here for a second. Hear me <clears throat> out here for a second, please. This is local, and I get force fed it. But I think. A guy like Saquon Barkley, if he went to any other team, but I like his landing spot to be the Bills, I think he could actually excel. Of course. But I, I believe what I heard today was part of the giant hiring process was make it work for a year with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. It's a financial thing, 100%. Mm. But I, I just 
Uh, just getting away from the quarterback conversation because I, I think it's it's very hard pressed for any of us to come up with an example of a quarterback. I mean, the whole idea is to land your franchise quarterback. It, it's like part of the league and keep them forever. You know? so, of course, yeah. So yeah. So with Goudreau asking in his situation with Zach Wilson, um, that being said, I'm just trying to take it a step down to the running back position, and you know. Terrible draft pick. We all know that. But maybe that, like, maybe Saquon could go to Buffalo and flourish. Sure. That happens. I, I mean, mean, I mean, it happened well, with Marshall. But I really like, I'm trying to say is that I really like that. Like, I think that should be explored because, I mean, you've got uh, Zach Moss, who basically was a was an RB2 in fantasy to basically fill off the planet. Like, you had to check if the fucking guy was active every week. And I like Singletary, but Singletary was written off the first half of the season and then came alive the last four weeks plus postseason because everybody said Buffalo's got to get back to a fucking running game. I mean, Singletary was on the field every week. It's not like he was hurt. It was just game plan and stuff. So, you know, they have an offensive line. They're not ranked like lower 15 in the league. Throw Saquon there, healthy. I mean, Saquon Barkley is going to be healthy. Next season, he came back from a high ankle sprain a little earlier than he should have with the Giants. But by the end of the season, he's there. So give him whatever, four months off, whatever they get. Like, if I was Saquon, I'd be like, yo, check me out of here. Get me somewhere else. Get me to the Jets would be better than the fucking Giants. Yeah. So Why would- so just to close the loop on the on the quarterback thing real quick. Um I don't think that we're going to be in an era where quarterbacks are are, are going to be moving any more or less than they, they have throughout the last, I don't know, 50 years of the NFL. Right. But I do think that this year you'll probably see a lot of starting quarterbacks switch teams. Like, this year might be a bit of an outlier, but then across the like the next five years, I don't think you'll see it as much. No, because I think it's it's getting guys to to see if they can kind of reinvigorate their career. Yeah. Right, and if it doesn't work, then those guys are going to see eight different teams. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, but so before we jump off the voicemail, I did want to bring up this this question that Art brought up: Is or are the Kansas City Chiefs at this point the new Seattle Seahawks? Is that what we're seeing right now? The Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks. That in four years, comparison. that they're going to be struggling with a aging quarterback and trying to find the magic of the first three or four years. <clears throat> what I will say is something I said earlier, and then I'll check out Jack and let you talk, but it is a hundred percent possible. It's like what I, what I'm trying to get at here is that like the five plus years PJ, you and I have been doing this show, Jack, like we've we've all the three of us have been in communication with all this stuff. Nothing surprises me anymore in this league. The storylines rotate from team to team. I think the one thing that's important is what we've just talked about for the last 20 minutes, the quarterback. So I love the comparison by Art, and I think it is absolutely possible. And and just one more comment before I let you guys talk. I enjoy talking about the suffering 
of Russell Wilson. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Go ahead, Jack. Take it away. <laughs> Yo, fuck those guys. T- team 12, number 12. Suck it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know one way or the other. I mean, part of the 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 magic of like Pete Carroll and the Legion of Boom was the fact that Carroll came over from college knew the college players, knew who to draft, and put together this, like, incredible defense that lasted for really, like, three, four years solid while Russell got his feet under him. This is different because Kansas City, the power's on the offensive side. And, I mean, obviously, like, all the teams that advanced in the playoffs this year had really explosive offenses for the most part. I mean, Niners. No, the Titans did not. The Titans did not. The the Niners did not. I, I have to point did, that right? out because I hate the fucking Titans. You're Sorry. right. You're right. You're right. But most of them did, right? I mean, well, the Patriots were in the off- uh, playoffs. They didn't have an explosive offense either. Just saying. What do you mean? Passing three times in one game is not explosive? No. And winning? You mean? Winning. And winning. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just. Uh, it's a little bit different. You're right. Jack, there was nothing explosive about that win, Jack. I'm moving on from that. That was a comment. Take it easy, all right? Take it easy. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Why would I sit here and waste my time on some week 15? W-E-A-K. About that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, my, my yeah, wife I, I ain't know. over it. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Well, it sucks, but um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, they, they could go that route. I think that they have to find a second wide receiver. They still don't have one, really. I mean, yeah, okay, Hardman at times is okay. Pringle at times is okay. But, man, it's it's Tyreek and Kelsey. And if they don't have those two guys, then everything just goes to shit. I mean, the the fucking game plan from the Bengals game was the Bengals defense dared them to run it all game, and they wouldn't do it no matter what, which is what Belichick's plan against the Bills was in that first Super Bowl. You're fucking, you're fucking nailing it right now. And, and and Reed just did not. I don't know if it's Reed not calling the runs and 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 or what, or if it's Mahomes checking out of them because he feels like he needs to run 15 yards to make something happen. But like, but Jack, why am I spending the the uh, two weekends in a row in the AFC? Okay, so first I'm sitting there watching Buffalo run the ball three times and punt, and that's Dable. And then the yeah. following weekend, I'm bitching for the same reason for not running with the enemy. And these are the guys that are candidates for f- the fucking head coaching positions. And yet we have to bring race and stuff into it when it's just like, yo, maybe these guys are just fucking idiots or their egos are preceding themselves or whatever. But a lot, yeah, a, a lot of times the play calling, and I, I think it was biting the Chiefs in the ass. First, I think like, it's, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I, th- I think that it's it's an inability to make changes on the fly in general. Like, I, I think that it's it's a really rare trait in coaches, and That's a lot of a lot of them just can't do it. Because think of it this way, right? Like, you install a game plan, okay, throughout the week. Your quarterback and your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator and your defensive captain and the head coach all have to be on the same page, right? So. There are certain things that have to be known and established and practiced the week prior. If things go differently in the game than what you anticipated, then you you can see where this Chiefs, say the Chiefs-Bills game, 
like wh- why it went in a certain direction, right? Like they knew Trey White was going to be out, and he'd been out for a few weeks, so they focused on like a a passing attack, right? Well, against the Bengals, I don't know. I, I mean, I, this was a blind spot for me too because I didn't watch the Bengals all season, but apparently they have a good secondary. I mean, we saw it in the playoffs. Mm. The fact that that secondary was good enough to cover the the Chiefs receivers at a certain point. I don't understand why the Chiefs played like they had a 40-point lead from from like the end of the half on. You know, it's right. just it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know if it's a I don't think it's a spot of arrogance because I don't I don't know that Mahomes is a lot of things. I don't see him as that. His brother <clears throat> and his see, fucking wife, different story, but Yes. I completely like, I completely agree with you there. As much as I want to scream arrogance and cockiness, it's not the it's not the right response. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, if it was Kelsey, yeah, arrogance, douchebaggery, yeah. sure, biggest douche in the league, yeah, for certain. But I, I don't see that with Mahomes. I I don't know what Reed's issue or problem is, but like he's known as a habitual uh, clock mismanagement guru, right? So we know that about him. He still makes those fucking mistakes these days. It's just it doesn't matter as much as it maybe used to for him. But I, I don't know. I think it just I don't know. The, the, we're we're extrapolating off of a lot here and on whether the Chiefs are going to become the Seahawks. It's it's like you said, TM. It's definitely on the table. It could happen. It um, could happen. I don't know how yeah. likely it is. It, it's 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 tough to say, but it's it's interesting. I'm definitely going to keep that in the back of my head going forward, though, because that could be like an all time <clears throat> fucking big brain call on Art's part. So. Well, yeah. here's the thing too: is what was Andy Reid's like biggest issue coming from the Eagles? They couldn't win, right? They yeah. couldn't how win. Many, they couldn't many, win the clock management. Yeah. Right, how many NFC championships did Eagles go to? McNabb and all that, like. Well, maybe McNabb shouldn't be drinking before the fucking Super well, Bowl, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> but I, it's it, it was always a Andy Reid thing. He was a great coach, coach up to a certain point, and then you know. So, I think the Chiefs need to do something to make Mahomes comfortable with feeling, and maybe this is a maturity with Mahomes, but feeling like he doesn't have to do too much. And I think maybe a lot of these young guys, that's that's what they need to be comfortable in doing is is having trust in their teammates to, you know, their defense yeah. and certain things, and it'll come. But for now, you know, as, you know, to bring this full circle from the beginning of the show, as TM, you were bitching about Mahomes running around in the pocket and Allen running in the pro- round in the pocket. I'll tell you, there haven't been two better pocket passers in these playoffs i mean take brady out of him he's the best ever but like burrow and stafford know when to sit in the pocket and when to bail everybody else runs like it's their you know duty to be a running back and pj i heard a take on the uh bengals titans game like basically commending burrow for taking nine sacks because it was basically like hey it's better, you know, take the yard loss and punt. It's better than fucking throwing an interception. Could yeah. have done it nine times. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? This is this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Mahomes if you think about the- it, how many times does, you know, I mean, how many times does Tua throw the ball instead of take the sack? And 
pick and Zach Wilson and fucking, you know what I mean? Like Herbert and everybody. It's like, wow. You know, this four like, yard loss is not a huge deal. Right. Exactly. And, and then when oh, you try to God. extrapolate and, it, like Mahomes, and you turn a four-yard sack into a twelve-yard sack, twenty, yeah, 20, exactly. Yeah, it, it makes it a. Can a you explain deal. to me? Yeah, explain to me how the the Cincinnati Bengal offensive line, which was known to be bad, get eaten alive by the Titans. They still fucking win the game, and then for two weeks, it's like they're okay. Like, what the know, fuck man. is going on there? Yeah. Is that coaching? You snapped one guy out of it? This is why I get so upset about like the gambling and everything. It's like, I mean, because if you look at the Super Bowl, uh, if Aaron Donald doesn't have three sacks, it makes no sense, right? I bet he has none. You know, like it's just so weird. I don't know. And that's why. It's above my pay grade. I have no idea. I know, I know. Well, listen, (laughs) all all this, it's all three of us are below our pay grade today. So. Pretty much. All right. Well, anything else? Because we're not going to uh, – that was it for BSV. So thank you guys all for calling in. If you guys want to call in, 708-316-8822. Um, thank you, you all for being so predictable because I nailed it. <laughs> Except you are. Uh, but, yeah, next week we're going to do our Super Bowl preview show sometime midweek next week. And we'll get into the uh, – I want to say the breakdown of – Bengals and Rams, but not really. Just Look, we're going to have Jack Valvey on the show. We're going to friggin' oh, have boy. beat Pete MC. We're going to have a good time. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And we'll uh, <laughs> let other people do the analysis, and then we'll talk about uh, how everybody's an asshole. And the best part about it, the Rams are at home but have to be in the visitor's locker room. Did you guys hear this? Mm, yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, anyway, it you guys got uh, Just add it to the list of nonsense for nonsense. the NFL, nonsense. honestly. Anything else for you guys? We're, uh, we're running up on the two-hour time limit, so I think it's about time we check out of here. TM, well, got, check another hop slam. I got something to say. Yeah. I got something to say. Hey, MLB, are you fucking kidding me? Lock it up by June 1st. I'm fine with 140 games, 130 games, 120 games. Just get an agreement. The Mets are ready to roll. With that, we'll say good night. Good night. Come on, fuckers. It's fucking almost March. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... I'm waiting. It's ridiculous! The shit that, like, makes your butthole tingle. That's exactly what I'm slam right now. No, you have no fucking idea.